music box inside my mind Playing music all of the time Automatically winds itself Music inside my head Songs of laughter, songs of tears Songs that sometimes grip my feet Songs that make the whole world sing Songs are for you and me Songs of tears, songs that sometimes grip my fears. Songs that make the whole world sing. Songs are for you and me. Welcome to a new episode of Conversations with Calcaterra. We have Ben Sturgill today, and this is a bit of a companion piece to the last episode with Pino Squilache. Ben and Pino have worked together for a couple of years now. They've known each other for eight years. And lately, they're, they're doing a lot of work together, creating some amazing music, amazing collaborators. I can't say enough. If you listen to both episodes, you'll see how they talk about this relationship and the creations that they're, they're putting together. And you're going to hear Pino co-produced Ben's album, so you're going to hear a lot of his work in this as well and just amazing drumming. So I grew up uh, listening to Billy Joel and Elton John. It was a favorite of some aunt and uncles, and my parents enjoyed it as well. Great music with wonderful arrangements and just amazing storytelling. And that's what you'll get when you listen to Ben's record, Music Box. And this record is a journey. This is something he's reworked some songs he's he's put together over the years under Pino's guidance. And Pino's really, as he mentioned in the last episode, really helped bring out the best of Ben and really help Ben discover what the best was in himself. And, and it's amazing to have a collaborator like that. And Pino's just a great guy. So listen to his episode if you haven't. I've been, honestly, I've been geeking out a little bit over this record. It's just, it's so deep. It has an edge. There's there's some world beats in there. It's a lot of fun at times. Uh, other songs get you thinking, really allow you to reflect I, I, I can't say enough about it, so I'm, I'm really just I'm going to stop right now. But check it out. You can find him on iTunes. You can find him on, on other social media networks, on YouTube. He, he has his music out there. He, uh, he's a great guy at promoting himself. I said I was going to stop talking. So I want you to hear another song from Ben. Uh, we're going to thank our sponsors, and then uh, we're going to go into a song and then go into the interview. Thanks again for listening to Conversations with Calcaterra. Check us out on social media. Give us a rating. Can't thank you guys enough for your support. And I'm going to continue putting out uh, just these great conversations with wonderful people who I've had the pleasure of meeting throughout the years. My buddy, Dr. Mark Holland, has always been a fan of music, and he still to this day has some guitars hanging in his house, and he played guitar growing up. He doesn't have much time to play anymore as he's too busy taking care of patients at his North St. Louis County office and dealing with overseeing the overall business. He has four locations, including Wildwood, downtown St. Louis, and St. Charles. But he does know something good when he hears it, 
and I'm really looking forward to hearing what he has to say about this episode and hearing how he likes the music of Ben Sturgill and, and the Music Box album as a whole. It's one of my favorite albums of last year. I just I, I can't say enough about it. Maybe Dr. Holland will find time to, to write Ben a review on iTunes. And if you like the album and are needing an adjustment, then you can write a review for Ben and then visit Dr. Holland and take care of your spinal health and talk about uh, this amazing music. He's very personable, great guy to speak with, and he's there for you. Find Dr. Holland online at mystlouischiropractor.com or at cairoandrehab.com. When I listen to Ben play the piano, I'm just blown away, and he makes it look so easy. I've, I've had the privilege of seeing him play live a few times and create some videos with him that are on YouTube, just stripped down, Ben playing the piano and singing. It's just, it's just amazing. Just he, He's just, I can't say enough about the guy. And coming from a music family, that really has helped him. But it's taken him years of practice to perfect his skill, and he continues to practice every day. Not everyone has parents who play or teach music, but everyone in the St. Louis area has Dale's Music. Dale's is conveniently located at 270 in Lindbergh. And all the great musicians had to start out with the basics. Dale's is a great place to begin, whether it's guitar you want to learn, bass, drums, piano, flute, clarinet, saxophone, or vocal lessons. Give Greg Smith a call if you're looking for lessons for yourself or a child. 314-895-3403. Woke up this morning from this dream. Not mine, it was the girl laying next to me. She had a demon from her past And it came to visit us Still a mystery sitting next to the piano where Ben recorded what you just heard it's his songs are amazing Ben thank you for joining me here for this conversation for the podcast I really appreciate it thank you man it's an honor to be here it's very very much a pleasure to be able to sit down with you and uh talk cool so tell me how did the music box album come about I mean it's I I text it or I put on Facebook today that I can to me it's one of the best albums I've heard in 2015 I just absolutely love it thank you man that's an honor um you know it really it goes back uh about 11 years ago I had a dream uh and the dream was a, a very vivid dream um and basically there was you know, I can describe it real quick. There was there was three balls, orbs, and uh, they were full of water or a liquid. And on the left side was an orchestra, and uh, they were in their pit, and but they were basically just floating in the water because they they couldn't play their instruments because of the the water. In the middle, there was artists and uh, 
there was uh, dancers in one of the balls. So there was like just representing like music, um, dance, art, and it was all in these balls. And it was just the uh, this cry that they were trying to get out of this and, and be able to do what they love to do, and that's their their art. And I was a I was on a, a little podium with a baton, and I had a black tuxedo on, and I, I quickly realized I, I was the curator. And so I'm looking at them, and I'm like, oh my god! So my first instinct was just to rip the balls open. And I just kind of went like mad. And uh, so when all the water came rushing out, music box was, you know, just born. <laughs> it happened. Um, I woke up. The music just was there. I mean, the whole song. And the crazy thing is, I mean, it's it's very close to what I heard in my head and the production of it. I I knew that somebody very special needed to be involved to help me cure you know curate this song and get it to where it was and pino squalache and uh, you know his the maestro yes his his you know out of the box thinking but still being able to, to bring my out of the box idea into a real you know just almost commercial way and so it was exciting to just pull that together and hear it turn into a somewhat of a pop indie you know uh you know very theatrical in, in a lot of ways but yet has a cool vibe yeah wonderful storytelling and that that's one thing that stands out to me each song has its own identity and each song has its own individual story that fit within the others so it's similar themes and i think overall the album is a journey yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about that last night at the Kevin Mack show. Uh, this journey that you went through to get there. Before before we get into that, I just talking about dreams. Before I get off this thought, are you? Did you have to write the dream down, or or with you, do dreams kind of resonate like memories? The the dream. I mean, I literally jumped out of the bed and went straight into the studio that I had in my house in Florida, and I wrote the song out. And within 10 minutes it was complete um and there's not a ton of lyrics in that song you know and i even uh do some repeating of the verse um but i felt like that that was the dream i didn't really want to add to it or take away it just felt like it was right and so i just kind of you know had that song for year you know for for you know 11 years just kind of I would play it, you know, I would do some little demo ideas for it, but I always heard, you know, cello and strings, and it really needed to be uh, executed well. Yeah, but and, what but what you had in that dream, because I know some people can't remember their dreams. Are you one that it stays with you? Yeah, it stayed with me because I wrote it down. Okay, I mean, gotcha. and, and that is a dream that just, I just, I, I still see it. You know whether I'm seeing exactly what that dream was, yeah. but it was you profound know, but, but it was to, a profound yeah, meaning, yeah. Uh, and, and you know exactly what they were wearing, you know, stuff like that. Some of that is not clear, but the 
the real snap it's kind of like when you're a child there's certain snapshots that you really remember you probably don't remember all the detail but you really remember the impact that 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 it made uh and and the, the important things you remember it so yeah it's pretty it's pretty like almost on a daily basis i see it you know, it, that's kind of what keeps my dream alive um, is is really that being a leader in the music, you know, um, not just being the artist. I don't I, I want to be able to encourage in, in my fellow artists and musicians as we're going down the journey together, you know. So I think that was the significance, one of the significance of Music Box was that was telling me that that is going to be, that's a significant chapter, a new chapter um, that that was released in, in my soul. And it gave me a fire that I just don't think will burn out in my life, you know. That's fantastic. And then co-producing with Pino how did he go about shaping the album what what was his role in there oh man it was it was a lot um and I really pushed into him um and, and of course you know in that push and pull there's there's some friction and there's you know I've got some ideals of course of, of what I want and then uh but there was times where you know, he would just have a, a better twist to it. You know, different songs. I would be pushing into it with a certain vibe, uh, and what well, we we would we would sit in the B room, sometimes in the A room. But we would, uh, I'd be on the piano, he'd be on the drums, and we would just just play through the ideas. Uh, you know, we probably went through f- fifty different ideas. 50, 55, 60 songs, who knows? I mean, it was a lot that we would just go through. Some, and then some just ideas, some full songs I had. Uh, something would catch our attention together almost. Usually it was like a simultaneous, like, voila, you know, this feels good. Let's push into to this. And uh, very unorthodox, but not really. I mean, it's it, it depends on what people think of unorthodox. I mean, that's art. That's creating. That's being in. That's being in the mode of artistry. And and uh, whereas you know, a lot of uh, music today is 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 con- almost m- more than controlled chaos. It's just control. It's not. There's a there's a controlled chaos, and then there's just really setting some very simple guidelines and here's a song and we kind of explored into that controlled chaos sometimes into just pure chaos but that's okay you know came back and and we would we would because if you could hear the roughs oh man and I really want to release something of that because we've got so much just B footage of us just playing and then Peter going oh shit it's so great you know you know me going me going holy shit dude did you hear that you know and it was just like some moments that were created that it would be cool for some people to hear some of it's cool for us just to have you know what i'm saying definitely so and there would be something to 
with websites and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. It just allows for for that for that kind of material. material you see a right. lot of demo material when Springsteen releases the 20th anniversary of the river. Yeah. They have not so much outtakes, but um, B cuts and thing, mm-hmm. you know, deeper cuts that you might have not normally have heard. And I've, I've, that's something that I've been big on. I mean, I always am video and stuff just behind the scenes. A lot of stuff I don't put out. Sometimes I'll put little clips up, but there's hours of rehearsals that I've done just cool. by myself in different studios and just just because it's something to capture for me i mean sometimes looking back on it seeing where i've been where i'm growing to um you know just helps the development of this art yeah it's definitely a good tool for that and then uh if ever a documentary comes along then you have great material yeah to see see those things because you're not you don't always have a documentary crew there so it's you know i like to see that i think pearl jam was a great band that did that where they, I think it was Jeff Ament or Stone Gossard would always be running a camera. They'd have a crew guy. Yeah. So for the documentary that Cameron Crowe put together, it's just amazing because you have all all that that early Mm -hmm. footage. And then later on when they get bigger, you have all the, you know, the more polished concert footage. And it just, it just provides to be just a dynamic documentary where you really get to know the band, who they were, who they are, who they could be. It's, yeah, just right. a, an awesome project. Yeah. So very cool. So as far as, you know, we talked about Music Box being a journey, and, and one thing I found is a lot of dynamic songs. Some stand out on their own. Others kind of clustered where it seems like a similar feel. Mm-hmm. What was going on when when you created those? What How did you kind of come up with that? Because I know, like in the instance of of uh, Drive and Carousel, and then going in to set this town on fire, the intro I think kind of has a similar vibe to the first two, and then it completely just reverses and just just the energy, and it just goes in right. another direction, and it's like, whoa! I did not expect that when I just heard that nice, you know, that yeah, exactly this nice piano sound that's just really kind of Lose chill in. yeah and just like you know it's really cool what how how did you come about with that and the different sounds on this album well on on set this town on fire actually that that really was it was uh built with playing guitar um and it was with a guy named phil ugly uh, great musician sing, singer songwriter uh, great guitar player here in town, very very active in the community, and um, so, anyways, we uh, I think it was three years ago. I, I was here for the, for a show, and we ended up uh, setting up a writing appointment, and he he laid guitar stuff. So I don't really know how it ended up. I mean, being that I'm a piano player, I kind of took the demo we did, and we just had just the chorus it was it was just like but and it was a different vibe it was it was it was a little it was cool it was a cool vibe but it had just a different thing but then when I took the piano and and started messing around with it it just happened you know um you know set this town on fire tonight yeah but it was like a Set this town it was it was more like a vibe like set this town on fire tonight you know, da 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 da. It was almost like a dance kind of a vibe, real, real pop dance. 
And I think I, I blended it with the piano stuff, making it, it still felt a little pop, but it had kind of an indie vibe to it. So, and that's how it started, you know, on the piano is where it just started taking its shape. And then um, I played it for Pino, and we just started, you know, he started putting some grooves to it, and it ended up being what it is. I, and I, 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 I like where it went. thing that I really love about this album and I'm really starting to think about it more especially after meeting Pino I'm hearing drums in a different way and my nephew's taking drum lessons so I'm I'm hearing things that I, I normally wouldn't pay attention to right so I maybe I heard them in the past but I didn't recognize it but one thing I really love about this album is just a really tight drums it's just yeah. how they pop on the in the mix and and just just the feel of it, I, I love it on drive. That the drums are amazing. It just it just comes in where you you don't have a lot of it, but when they come in, it just it's just the yeah. right time and it's very powerful. How, how was I mean? Is that seeing Pino work? That's that's him feeling the song right. and, and putting that in there. How, how do you, how was that working with him? And how did you guys? What was your thought yeah, on that um, when, when you were well it, discovering it for the first time? It, it's it's a love hate because you know when you're working out songs and Pino is a very a drummer that just really feels I'm a feel player too so you got two guys that are real feel players I'm on the piano really feeling it out and you got two guys that have really clear ideas of where their passion and heart and, and is taking them with their music so you have um, sometimes it's easier as a musician to work with somebody that's very um, structured and down the railroad track you know one that way and one creative you know because then you got you 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 you, you, it's easier sometimes but that doesn't mean it's going to come out better you know it just is an easier format but when you got two guys with real ideas it's crazy It, it it brings fireworks and there's a lot of where it sounds like it's just a a train wreck when you're just trying to go at it and and but then you'll hear pockets that you're like oh wow <laughs> that's so cool right there and so you know you got to really capture those pockets and then that pocket turns into a couple bars and then that couple bar turns into the whole chorus and you know it it, it really literally kind of worked that way and uh, so it was a lot of time just sounding like we were really just blowing it until we really found something cool, I, I think. Uh, it might not have sounded that way to others, but to me, and I think being 
knowing what I feel is right and then letting it go to where it's not really right, but it's close and it's really cool. Um, but then honing it, honing it in, you know, cutting it. Uh, I mean, we would, once we did get the pre-production of the stuff that way, just kind of colliding and, you know, that, that, that's where I ended up, uh, starting LLC called Circles Collide. I mean, that was a big part of it because I was colliding with people and things. And I think that the colliding meant something significant to me. It was like God's message to me to say, it's okay in this season to collide because that's the only way you're going to get better. Collide. It's not wrong. You know, don't think, oh, that's if it's that much struggle and, and, and hardship, then I must be down the wrong path. Well, that's not the case. That's, you know, it, it, sometimes you got to hurt and you got to push and you got to blow up some balls to, you know, find it, you know. So, um, did I get off track? <laughs> no, no, it's great. I mean, maybe that's in your dream when you're busting and that's, that open yeah, and there, there and you that go. Struggle that struggle, too. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, you know, I, I saw a, a, an article today and, and it, and it kind of, it was cool. I, I was glad I saw it before I even did this interview because sometimes I don't always stay strong on some of my feelings and beliefs about artistry. But you know, it was just it was an it was a talk about how um, you know the artist is is admired in this earth by people, their works and their things that have been created by artists, uh, the Van Goghs and. Uh, you know, all the great, uh, the 16th chapter, uh, uh, what is the? Michelangelo. Michelangelo, yeah. sorry. But all that, you know, and you, 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 but, but yet the, our society is very mm, up against it and, and up against the real going there and the process that creation takes. That process is not pretty, you know what I mean? And Definitely. that's it's destructive yeah. sometimes. Yeah. The real process of that art is sometimes to a lot of people off, destructive, uh, not right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But what will we do without the art? Yeah, or it takes an experience to stimulate that art. And you, you had talked. And I and I think it's good as therapy. You look at art therapy as far as your own communication, right? And as far as listening or experiencing art, yes. and then how you feel or how you interpret it. That's like looking at looking at drive. To me, I mean it. It's it can be seen as as one way. The the easy way is a relationship. You know, you're driving away from that significant right. other and whatnot, and then. I kind of interpret it, and, and art is whatever you're going through, and just some struggles with myself. Like that could be also stepping away from yourself, maybe thoughts, feelings, mm-hmm. and whatnot, taking that break, and then coming back to who you really are, right. or discovering it, or accepting who you really are, and not pushing against it, or even something that you could you could look at something with a relationship with God as well. That right. You're, you're kind of frustrated, you step away, and then you realize there you are, back to it. So that's what I think with art is interpreting it. I have three different thoughts or three different feelings and interpretation just as many times as I've listened to this record. And and I think that's, 
to me, that's a sign of something that's pretty damn amazing. And the song just feels so damn good listening to it. And and I like how the story comes around. I'm going to play a little bit of that right now so that the audience can hear what we're talking about. Car is running in the driveway A quarter of a tank won't give me very far Far enough from you You see I need some time To sort things out inside my head I can't take this anymore, no What the hell am I supposed to do? So I drive for a while The wind is down, air is cold I miss you So I drive for a while Yeah, long enough so amazing every time I listen to that. That's probably, you ask me what my favorite song is, and that's one that resonates with me and stands out, but when I listen to the record, it's always, I always hear something else where I'm just like, oh, that's, you don't get better than that song. To me, that's great. And then you listen to something like Bayou Girl, which precedes it, and it's like, oh my God, that's so great. And then you get into Carousel, which I find to be another incredible song. It's just like every time you listen to it, it's like, okay, this this is a song for me. And then yeah. you hear another one, you're like, nah, that one's pretty damn good. That's that's I a good song, that, too. Man. And yeah, man, that's what I love. And I hope that others will listen well, to this album and, and get the same thing I am and, and mm-hmm. communicate, w- whether it be through the show page or your page, on, on what they're getting out of it. I just think it's a great piece of work. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's all we can do, man, is just keep plugging, keep getting it you know, to as many people as we can. And... Uh, you know, talk to the universe, pray to God, hey, you know, open up the doors. And, and and he is. I mean, it's like there's a lot of things really opening up. I see it. I mean, it's it's something that I can just, I, I don't even know if, if some of the people around me are sensing it, but I sense it, and it's it's a cool thing, you know. I mean, it's like you, you ha- you, it's almost like you have to see it before anybody can, you know, as the artist, and really see it where it can go. And I, I've been seeing it that way, and 
it's it helps to get confirmation you know from guys like you that that i know are really listening to it with their heart and and all faculties like awakened you're listening to it in an awakened spirit i can see that in, in you and that that means a lot to me so yeah, as an artist it's it's nice to nice to have some kind of validation even yeah. though and in my work it's the same way where I yeah I really want to have that but I have to realize that the journey is a big part of right. it and I think as far as with your journey having somebody I think Pino sees what what you're talking about that something big's going to happen so having a collaborator like that I mean that's yeah. that's got to be pretty damn amazing yeah I think so I mean you know and yeah he you know Pino I see him as a you know he's like a big brother and also as somebody that I have a lot of similarities to you know as far as just the the dedication to the art and and to the music and to really getting it on a bigger stage to to reach more people we're committed to that whether we know how how to do it exactly <laughs> we don't maybe know exactly how but we are we are trying our damnedest you know we're, we're going our hardest at it to, to 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 see it happen um some of that is just in the universe's control some of it is you know some of it not so we'll do the, the some of it that we, we can and let the rest of the some of it <laughs> be done by higher than us yeah right on and, man and we right got to believe that there's a mystery behind it and I think one thing that that I had uh, told a few friends and you talk about a bigger stage and, and I saw you in a smaller room in Nashville and playing like it was in an arena and I thought this guy this guy's amazing this was before I just started the podcast around then so I really wasn't fully thinking about it right. but you know, I thought to myself, yeah, this is somebody I, I want to know because Thank the, you, man. the passion for your art is, is really contagious. And then I'm thinking, how can I step up what I'm doing? So I, I thank you for just that yeah. opportunity to, to, you know, and, and what you're putting out. And, and I think it's amazing when you just throw it all out there for the audience and just let it go. Well, yeah, it's like for me, you never, I, I, I don't really know a half speed, you know, it's like, and, and you never know who's who's watching you, and and you know ultimately, what I do is more of a passion for inspiring others. I, of course, the music I love the music I love music, but uh, I think a big part of that is 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 it's just a platform for me to to be a light in in this world, you know, and be a hope to be something that people can look at and say man i know that can't be easy and he's pushing himself like he's there's he's playing to 20 people like he's playing to an arena like what's up with that you know and i think that that if i if i my hope is really to i inspire to inspire others you know just inspire to inspire people and that's important to me yeah we've because when i'm inspired i there's those yeah. people that have done that for me in my life and mostly in music, you know, because it's such a universal language. It's such a universal ministry, so to say, you know, it's just a way you can make a difference without 
putting your foot in your mouth and talking like I do. And I'm not even good at talking. I'm better at playing, you know. Uh, you play that music, it's a universal language. You know, you don't have to say anything. Just play. So, when when did you find yourself? What first inspired you to start playing? Well, I I grew up in um, Inverness, Florida. Uh, my dad was uh, a music major for uh, you know he went to school for music, so he was a he was a teacher uh, for high school, and then he went he got called into the ministry uh, when I was I was still really young. I was probably like four or five. And uh, so he did the music for the church. And so he was like a minister of music. And so growing up, uh, I just was involved uh, with that, you know, pretty heavily. I mean, dad was, you know, pretty much a, a music minister from the time I was like four or five all the way. And he's, he's still actively involved with uh, music in the church. And my brother's, uh, uh, he does that as well. He kind of took after my dad's footsteps and, and does music and uh, does the arts for their, their church. But I, um, just from a, from a young child, like we were getting drum, little drum kits my parents would buy. I mean, before that, I was beating on pots and pans. Um, there's like old video footage of me when I was, couldn't even walk and I, and I was just, you know, spoons playing, you know, on pots and pans and keeping a little rhythm, you know. So um, just growing up, it was just we got instruments. And I, I just think it was a, a generation even before a lot of music in our family. And uh, it just was real a natural thing to be in music. But it was it was a passion, too. You know, it was it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, well. It's what I'm supposed to do. Um, I think the connection to the music and to spirituality just came very natural because of my setting. Uh, that that's what the reason for the music was. the 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 meaning of the music was to to shine your spirit. The, the meaning of the music was to connect with something bigger than us, and that was a creator. And so, I will forever be grateful for that uh, that part of you know my religious experience growing up uh, there's other parts of it we won't go into uh, unless you wanted to <laughs> but it, it, you know that part of it was instrumental in developing my soul music connection and um, that's the only way I feel music should be done is through a spiritually connected, uh, you know, way of going about it, personally. Because other than that, it's just, you know, I believe, you know, it's just kind of the form. You're just playing something and it's, you know. And any music can can have that. You know, I'm not saying it's got to be a particular kind. Just music just needs to be felt.
I had a great time in Nashville this past weekend. I met up with Pino to talk about helping to promote uh, some other side of 615 and Kevin Mack shows and did a little research and discussed a documentary about the other side of 615 that, that Pino envisions. Now, that's one of his brands, and Ben Sturgill is an artist involved with it. Spent Saturday at the Listen Room Cafe celebrating the 10th anniversary with my buddy Chris Blair and his family and many, many friends. And it was such a great time, and I've really never had a bad time at the Listen Room. The vibe there is always incredible, and the sound is just amazing, crisp and clear. You know, Chris partnered with Bose to have a special system created for the venue, and it's it's just fantastic. If you've never been there, then you, you have to visit. And if you have been there, just visit again, because it's always different. You always have the opportunity to experience an eclectic group of songwriters. Sometimes you'll see somebody like Jim Peterick pop in. You know, if you don't know Jim, he wrote Eye of the Tiger, and had a had the privilege of hanging out with him after a listening room show one night, and hopefully we can uh, get him on the podcast to uh, to have a conversation and plan your next trip there soon. So check out their page at www.listeningroomcafe.com. Throughout this episode, you've been hearing quality songs and music of Ben Sturgill, and there's a lot of heart and soul that he puts into it. If intensity, if the intensity of his energy was quantified by metal. And I'm not talking about heavy metal music or anything of that nature, but gold, silver, precious metals. It would appear in the form of a custom piece crafted by none other than Kevin Blumenkamp. Kevin is to jewelry making and blacksmithing as what Ben is to music, a professional who lives and breathes his art. Find out what Kevin can create for you by calling 314-346-6498. I swear I'd quit if I knew how. Get off this crazy ride Let my feet touch the ground God help me stop this roller coaster first heard you i thought that sounds a little little bit like sting that's and i was like that's a cool vibe and yeah we talked about it well, when when did you first hear sting and what about him um, was it he part of your inspiration i mean no, so I you mean, already had the music buzz so, you had it in your soul uh the musical um inspiration i had that the 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 church was the spiritual association to music i had but the the musical aspect i was not really that interested in that music so to say you know a lot of the music was michael jackson billy joel elton john uh freddie mercury you know sting um you know i i the police stuff you know i mean some of the old beatles stuff was cool very cool um but i think that uh lionel richie was another one man i loved his love yeah, songs lionel's great yeah 
and I would hear, I would just listen to some of that, you know. Some my dad had some old records too, you know. And get to play some of that, and some of that stuff was, you know, the Billy Joel's and the Elton Johns and Tiny Dancer, and you know, just uh, songs that I could definitely f- feel. I sensed it, you know. I, I it connected to my heart. It connected to I saw a struggle, uh, you know. All that great music. There, there there's a connection to. Love, hate, struggle, it tells a lot inside of the, the great music. Um, so I think that, that, that growing up hearing some of that music really got me excited and, and, uh, and was some of the, that I pull from today, uh, style-wise. So, and then, you know, even, I tell you what, DC Talk was some somebody I really, look to and, and we had got to got to sing bgvs with him last night it was really cool to, to be able to do that because kevin max man he has such a great voice and uh uh dc talk was the you know he was in dc talk and audio adrenaline and i remember going to these big shows where there was like you know ten thousand people there to see you know kevin max and dc talk and uh you know his voice has got a lot of those influences. You know Freddie Mercury, and you know you definitely hear definitely hear a lot of Freddie Mercury in his voice. But Sting too, obviously. You know, so we have very some sim- similar guys that we get excited about. You know, I was actually my phone. So yeah, one one thing I found when you when you started talking about the dream of conducting in Music Box. I'm thinking last night at Kevin's show, he had uh, that Voldemort uh-huh. wand that his kids gave him for Christmas. That's, that was awesome. And he's just waving that around, conducting. And I thought, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, what what wand would you choose? What wand in a music box video? Would it be regular conductors, whatever you call those? Is that a wand? Or would you uh, would you go the Kevin Max route and <laughs> channel some Harry Potter? <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I... I... I I would have to think about that one and see how they look in my hand. Uh, probably, but the, like I think the first thoughts were just always the 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 one with just the you know little tip and then like the little brown end, you know, like with yeah. the wood, you know, at the end. Yeah, more classic. I, th- I think I th- yeah, I think that because I I don't know maybe it's because I I remember growing up seeing my dad conduct with one of those. Gotcha. You know. Because uh, he, he did some really cool things with, like, cantatas and things, you know, in the community that he was a curator for, which was really cool. Go a little crazy. You can use one of the uh, the Bob Barker Price is Right microphones. Oh, make, yeah. Make it a Foo Fighters-style video. That would be cool. <laughs> Going be... another complete opposite route if you wanted to. Right. Know, do a, <laughs> that'll be the parody of, of the music box mm-hmm. video. We'll, we'll stretch it out. Have you uh, – I saw – the lyric video that you did for, or someone did for you for Bayou Girl, that was, I, I thought that had some cool touches on it. Thank you, man. Did you do that yourself? I, yeah, I actually did that. Yeah, I did it. Uh, I was um, actually out in Austin, Texas, uh, and I was I, I had played a few shows, and then I was also in a wedding that I played in. A, one of my cousins got married. And I was out there, and I had some time a couple of the afternoons and I just I just really wanted to capture the emotion behind that song and 
uh, it, it was a real story, you know, about about my life. It, most of my songs are uh, just about a relationship, and uh, you know, and and it, but it has many meanings in inside of the song, uh, you know. But the 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 relationship with a, a a woman from the bayou, it was just you know kind of brought an interesting uh, storyline, and. So I just I really uh, wrote it out, and then I wanted to kind of portray it in uh, in the in the you know the video lyric video. So I thought it came out kind of cool. Yeah, I just kind of found some different pictures, swampy, you know, scary. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is coming together. <laughs> and it was, it's a nice vibe. It's taking the simplicity of it. I like because it's you you took enough to get the general feeling of what the the song should be so i think it complemented it well i mean that would be that would be a crazy video just mm-hmm. live action it's the imagery and i think you paint the imagery really at least i i see it when i listen to that song right this just what that room looks like and it just and then and then the sounds everything it's just yeah i really super wanna, cool I, man super i, I cool. plan on cutting a video for that i I've been talking to a few people about it. I, I want again. It's going to be like one of them things. It's going to. I think it's going to take the right team to really see this vision, kind of like uh, how we saw the vision audio wise with this album. I, I really want to get the the right people involved. I don't want to rush it, but I'm I'm definitely starting to push that envelope in that direction, and I think that it a. Uh, happen this year uh, maybe right maybe a couple videos Bayou is definitely one on the radar and I mean without you I think would be because I, I had such a, a, a good little run of success just putting the video um, you know out the lyric video and, and I mean for, for me you know we had like you know over, over 50,000 views on it and that was that was solid you know that was something that t- tells me People are gravitating towards this, so you know maybe a music video with that uh, would would really push it, you know, and get it out there. And we got some really cool ideas for for both of and them. And that that song has kind of a bit of a reggae vibe. That, yeah. That, what? How'd that come about? Is that the yeah. Pino's World music, or is it something I was, you came uh, up with? Well, actually, that song started the Music Box album. I was uh, I was in Myrtle Beach. Uh, my family had invited me to come on on a few days out with them to their their timeshare, and so um, I went out there and I was just hanging out and I I had my acoustic guitar out on the beach one one afternoon and I just started kind of vibing you know looking at the ocean and feeling the vibe of of that song, and it actually was lyrics from a song I wrote years ago. Uh, that I wrote for my way I was married before um, so my ex-wife uh, it was a song I sang to her on our wedding day the lyrics were and I never thought I would really mess with that song but it was it had really cool lyrics in, inside of it and, it and it had it came from a real good place so I, I, I started looking at those lyrics and I was like hmm and I was feeling kind of a, a new energy inside of me, you know, like I was feeling good. I was feeling like I could really love again. And my heart was feeling jubilant, <laughs> so to say. So I'm looking at those lyrics and I'm like, eh, 
it doesn't exactly match up to where I'm at right now, but I feel good. I feel optimistic. I feel like I really want to go somewhere. You know, I want to do something with this music. I want to get it out. I feel love. And so I, I started playing the song and, and it just came together. Like I was like, like take, hearing the old song in my head and playing something different, but yet I was able to interpret into the new song the lyrics and it fit perfectly when I was playing and I was like oh crap this is gonna be cool and so I I pretty much in probably three hours had it there you know I had it there and I I even have a little video clip of me doing it on the patio of the uh, timeshare my my mom recorded me I was out there on playing and the breeze was coming in and it's it's just like a cool vibe and uh Pino saw it and I and I and he he commented on it, and I called him and I said, "Dude, I think you're the guy for this song." I was only looking to maybe do like a single. I was like, um, I had an investor that that wanted to put some money up for a few songs for me. At, at first, it was like, uh, you know, why don't we, you know, get you a couple songs going? We see what where that goes. And so, anyways, I was just like man pino dude i've got this idea i really think your your percussion and your indigenous instruments would would suit this well uh okay so that island feel and i started singing it to him over the phone you know like i can't live my life without you you know and and just kind of was giving him the vibe and he was like oh man we could kill this mother <laughs> with his Italian, Pino, you know, Pino with the Italian with reggae his, you know, accent. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> so, so I was like, "Well, cool, man." I said, "I tell you what," he said, "When are you gonna be here?" I'm like, um, "Well, I guess when when do we need when can you start?" <laughs> so I think about three or four days later, man, I was here. Can't imagine my life without you. Oh, 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 I can't live my life without you. Like a ship without a sail, what would I do? Oh, 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 I can't imagine my life without you. Like the morning needs a sun. I've known Pino for um, probably eight years, seven, seven years. Um, and we did a little work together probably five years ago on, you know, brought in a couple, like he brought in a couple writers. I wrote something with Damien Horn and uh, just some different people from like the music mafia uh, that he would kind of bring together and. Uh, he might have an, a song idea or, or a music supervisor uh, wanted some different things that we pitched for. So we, we did some co-writing. Um, we did a single of mine um, called Kiss Me. Um, I, it, it, and I've have, I have a couple versions of that. It's Paralyzed on the February Blue album, and it's called Kiss Me on the single, and it's featuring um, the guy Phil Ugly that I wrote set this town on fire with 
and uh, features him on the guitar on that song. Um, they, they, uh, they can find that on uh, on iTunes, um, and that's a song that was really the uh, "Kiss Me" was the first single that I did with Pino uh, on our work together, you know, like that. So, um, but it came out really cool. It's a it's a nice track. I feel proud of it. You know, that people can check it out. So. Yeah, and one thing that I find, and it's almost, I really totally love this album the audience is gonna think man is he paying this guy to say this but i it's so good and one of the things that that i dig are the lyrics so when you're talking about that and uh and then when you're talking about without you the song just starts going through my head which is super cool but i i love the lyric you say i can and so i'm gonna butcher it so i just have to have to read it oh that's okay you said now i can't i i can't imagine my life without you like the um God, I'm killing like the sun needs uh, morning needs yeah, the sun yeah morning the needs night, the sun and the night, night needs, needs the moon, moon. and it's I just so you. poetic yeah it's it, I guess it is I mean it's really I guess it's simple poetic it's, you know because it's like it's a, it's very common sense in my head but at the same time if it comes off that way that's cool I'm glad that I mean I, I hope it does but I don't really, I see it as kind of like, yeah, you know, it is a little poetic, but it makes a lot of sense. It's not a poetic that you got to think about too much, it's, you know. And then on Dream, I mean, this was going through my head the, the other day when I was vacuuming water up off the ground. We had a lot of rain in St. Louis, a lot of flooding, but it's, I'll shoot for, I'm going to shoot for the moon. And if I miss, I'll be a star. And it's just like, that's, man, that's just so cool. Because it's like, shoot for it, and hey, and if you do, you've done something well. Right. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, that that, that just, uh, some of these things come from different ways. I don't know how they come into the the subconscious, but uh, it's just... um, That one, you know, I don't know where that line actually, I'm trying to think exactly how that came about some of these lines i don't really remember you know it's just uh they happen some of them just happen and you're like it's not even necessarily a significant oh wow when exactly when that happened because i i think if you have a a lot of if you're working hard a lot of things come in life and you hear things i I mean i've got so many different lyric like i've got a book like this of just you know songs i don't know how many's in there i don't really you know well over a hundred and maybe more like 150 to maybe 200 where there might be partial songs and you know probably more than that sitting around different places different studios where oh i got an idea here what happened to it you know i don't know you know, I might, and there was a time in my in my life as an artist, I was like, I've got to record every single one of these. You know, I I, I would go crazy. I would I would spend hours looking at them all, reading them, and just like, you know, freaking out. Like, how am I going to record all these? You know, and then I would look at some of them, and some of them just weren't that good. You know, I mean, I look at them now, and, and you know. Now they might be able to be restructured and reworked, and it's a beautiful thing because it, nevertheless, 
I think they're they're neat because it's like it connects to something when I read them and I remember some of it. You know, I remember some of the emotions I felt uh, writing it, but I do realize it was not that great of work, you know, but it was the journey. That was the process and, and hopefully it's helped me to craft better songs as I've went and know what works and know what doesn't and know what's not only touching you know me but feeling like it's going to touch somebody else by playing enough to enough people certain songs and ideas that that I've you know been able to pin yeah, I would do the same with, with movie ideas or yeah. music videos. I'd listen to a song and I would see the imagery and I'd be, oh, I've got to, I'm seeing this. I have to, yeah, I have yeah, to make yeah. this. And then, oh, I have to make this. And it's, it's kind of crazy. And it's then now I'm crazy almost. And if now you, I'm looking if you at listen it. To, if you obey your yeah. creativeness all the time, it will really make you crazy. Which it's super cool. Now I'm a little more disciplined. I don't. I guess I don't have that creative impulse, which part of me is saying like, damn, there was a day when I could, you know, I would come up with all these ideas. Right. But, but I think I have to be more immersed in it now where I have more of a connection with the material than just than more yeah. on the outside where I'm hearing it. And, and maybe that idea goes to something else that I'm currently working on. So I, I'm kind of channeling that or inspiration mm-hmm. if I see something cool. I would I would think oh I have to make that and it's like wait a second no no let me channel what I just felt from either listening to something or watching something really cool right and and storing that energy and putting into something that one of these long term projects that I'm putting together mm-hmm. so it's you know it's it's more discipline now and it's maybe more mature creativity yeah maybe yeah <laughs> Yes, and sometimes you you just got to throw that out the door. So every once in a while, you're just like, all right, the creative. If 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 you're feeling a a a real pulse of it, you know, sometimes you just gotta work into the morning. I mean, there, you know, work till the sun comes up. I I did that a couple of times this past month, where you know, I was like, this is not probably the most constructive thing because I'm gonna probably be a wreck the next two days just trying to get myself back on some kind of system but you know it, it, it happens and sometimes you just run with it run with that chaos you know yeah was, was 1983 was was that something one that of you did them that? yeah right? okay yeah and that's yeah. to let the audience know that's the uh christmas song that you wrote for little your family. single i yeah i mainly you know mainly just felt inspired uh a particular giving away my getting old but uh it was just a year that i really remember with my cousins going to dayton ohio where i was originally born uh that was my birthplace and uh you know the 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 christmas season was always really big to us and in our family um and so and also my birthday's right around the corner january 2nd so i'm like everything we would usually do a lot of celebrations, you know, together. And, you know, when you're young and Christmas is fun. <laughs> As you get older, you're, there's aspects of it that is, but the consumerism, I'm not a real big fan I of. I agree with you. And no, uh, I totally agree with you. It's That's just, why Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. Puts It puts a lot of pressure on, on everybody. And and it, it's not necessary. You know, that's not really the meaning at, at all of the season. Um, but nevertheless, when I was a child, 
that's you know I was young and free and those t- you don't see the the stress the parents are feeling during that you know you see just the the fun and um, the mystery you know. that story very well and it was i i popped up on my phone i plugged it into the stereo i was driving with my nephew to my uncle's house on christmas day and it was it was really cool story and that's that's what i really love about this album is the storytelling the song jamie right that's something that it it almost uh, it has this beginning where you really bring the audience into the story talking about your neighbor this is this relationship that developed uh-huh. you're you're wondering you're asking these questions and it's like wait no this is a cool thing well just put these questions aside and just roll with it just feel it uh-huh. at least that's what what i you know, my yeah. interpretation yeah of no it. definitely yeah it was never uh, a, a a relationship intended for anything more than just a really cool friendship that was developed in an understanding and uh you know and in a non-judgment viewpoint and i and i won't really go into the details of that but just and that's all right cuz i think it's it, good for the audience to interpret yeah it just and it was their it, own it, interpretation it, it it was just yeah and and and, and it, it came off really it came off really just like that it was very inspired by 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 her and her friendship and uh yeah, I actually wrote it on 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 her piano, you know, and it was like it just kind of came out real fun, and and I uh, played it for. Her. I was like, yeah, I'm writing this song. This is a cool song, girl. You know, it was like we're having a good time, and uh, yeah, and then and then the the way it ended up being interpreted on this album, you know, really turned into some different directions because I really had I had a more almost Billy Joel thought on this song to a degree. It was like real piano. I know I said it before. She's just my neighbor, Jamie. You know, and I, I was thinking more real organic, you know, just bass, drums, like almost like a tape-saturated kind of sound, like old kind of sound. And then uh, you know, Pino and I started messing around with it and he had he had this idea. He said, "Try some different key sounds, some synthesizers." I want synthesizers. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking Billy Joel <laughs> piano. I got a grand piano here. Now I still did end up. I I, I kind of fought to play the real piano because once he thought he heard it electric electronics like you know, which it turned out really cool. I took I put on a certain key sound and. 
you know, I was like, wah, 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 you know, and it started playing the thing, and it was like, oh, okay, this, you know, with that beat he's playing, this sounds kind of cool. And, and that's and that's so cool about collaboration, and yeah, and that's, I think those elements are needed. Somebody and Pino talks about, I'll, I'll see something somebody else doesn't, or bring something out, and mm-hmm. and maybe that's in your gut that may not be the final product. You may go back to Billy Joe Piano Man, but then trying it you discover something that turns out really cool yeah and i just think yeah. that's collaborating like that is to me that's one of the greatest things in the world when one thing somebody mentions can change this course of what you're creating and it's right. just like the, and then and then they say something and then you say something and then it it's comes a conversation. And, yeah, and then it comes back and then you, you bring it up to the next level on top of that based on what they and it's Man, that's that is magic, and that to me is yeah nothing nothing gets better than that. Yeah, and so that that's how I think that song you know came about. Uh, you know, years ago it was the story, and I had pretty much had the idea of the song, the chord structure, but the way the production came about really took it in a different direction to a to a degree, but yet. I kept some elements in it that I felt with, you know, like the piano driven kind of Billy Joel kind of right hand thing, um, you know, blended that in. And then we heard this, yes, this, it just felt like it needed a rap, you know? I was like, oh man, it could use like something in here. Somehow I- There's something about the way she moves. There's a magic, there's a thing she does. This paradox, my paramour. Every inch of her is beautiful. She's a bird inside a star at night. Embrace hell tighter, romance right the cure to this vice, to this melancholy life. And I've never felt a love quite like this. Never met someone quite like this. Never so alive, never so inspired. Never thought that I'd write like this. But you become my muse, the rhythm and my blues, the healing to this blues that I. Never met someone quite like this Never so alive, never so inspired Never thought that I would write like this But something about the way she moves Something about the way she moves collaborated talking about that you know whether it was I was like man you hear a rap and then we started going back and forth about it and then he, uh, Pino was like you know Damien Horn and he's he's a really good artist here in town and I mean he's, he can rap he's not known as a rapper he's a singer but he just got a really good style and vibe about him um, but at first I was we had uh, one of the clients that was here at Creative Caffeine was uh, an artist of 50 Cent, one of his artists off the G unit, which uh, was Young Buck. And he's, you know, he's had some platinum records. He's had some pretty good success in the rap game. Um, 
and I and I thought that maybe it was supposed to be him. You know, I was like, well, maybe I'm, you know, supposed to talk with him about this. Um, but it ended up being not because some of the content of 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 some of the mainstream rap is just it is what it is, and I didn't really want I not at all. I did not at all want to represent. A woman in in any kind of a negative derogatory light uh, I wanted him to be looked at as a goddess uh, put up on a pedestal and so and and Damien was the guy for that because he sings really good colorful love songs kind of like a John Legend you know like just something positive about what a woman is a goddess a creature of light a creature of hope um, you know, just a cool spiritual being that can enlighten and, and, and help us as men <laughs> through life uh, if we allow it, if we aren't too stubborn, <laughs> which many times we are. But I do know the truth of, about it. And so at least what I believe is truth. <laughs> so, you know, he came in and just really like just, you know, heard it. I was like, I told him the vision I said, man, I just want a, a woman to a rap that just really accentuates a woman, puts her on a pedestal, makes her a light figure, and um, within an hour, you know, he had he had the rap, and just went in there and cut it. it he wrote the rap. Yeah, he oh, wrote nice. he wrote the rap. Went in there, cut it, and that's how we did it. So it was cool. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and it. That's one thing. Each each song that you have on this album, and I think the listeners will will experience this, has its own unique identity, and that that definitely stands out. So I think that was a great touch. Uh, before we get into, we're going to try something that's never been done on this podcast in its infancy. We'll have have you play live and see how we can capture yeah. that with with the tools at hand. But working with you're you're now working with younger artists and and helping to guide them. How has that experience been? Who are some of the artists that you've been working with? It's, mm-hmm. I, I think that's great that you're taking your gift and helping. You're still growing yourself, but you're helping others to grow mm-hmm. and, and providing that that mentorship, that, that producing. Right. How was that experience? How, is that, how have you felt about that? I, I'm loving it. Um, you know, I think it's time for that in, in, my, in my walk, in my career. And... Um, yeah, you know, I I've I've put my hand at that for quite a while now. Like, you know, as far as doing some, but but mainly it was doing um, more projects for my for myself. You know, kind of producing or co-producing my own work, and uh, and I and I and I do go back quite some time, even when I was you know my early twenties, working with some artists and here and there. You know. I I have a lot of different things that I've worked with. Uh, I I feel like, you know, it was all just a growing and a process, you know. I wasn't really that great at it looking back. I I don't even think I thought I was. I think I just believed where I could one day be. And sometimes when you have those big expectations of who you think you really are, you see yourself as something, but it's really not there yet, not even close to there yet. You know, you're just kind of like, but you kind of have a, a thought that you are. Um, yeah, I've been there. Which um, is yeah, interesting. It's a blessing and a curse. Well, it is because if we didn't have those Superman-like you know, thoughts, it, you wouldn't grow. 
you know and you gotta and you gotta get knocked down a few times and you gotta get some people that 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 tell you some things and your ego is like what what who is this person to tell you know but eventually you realize that a lot of people have you you can listen to what people say and not everybody is gonna is gonna be your biggest fan and that's okay but Long still, short of still it. good to hear hear that and then and then mm-hmm. process it. I think that's yeah, part of the growing. Yeah, absolutely. You, you have to trust your gut, but you also have to be receptive. And that one thing, maybe the thing that takes it from being this level of a song, right, to being the next level. <clears throat> well, of a song. well, usually there, you know, a lot of times there's validity to what people would say. You know, anybody they, if they give you a, a constructive criticism or something uh you know you gotta kind of be honest with yourself on, on things but i believe that that there was a process of of me doing my art and doing some collaboration with other producers and writing and seeing the whole process over and over again that that i saw a lot of different style of production i saw from you know out in la to you know jason gilbert a guy that did production for Eminem, Christina Aguilera, to Michael Bierman that 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 uh, was was Michael Jackson's band leader, um, to Phil Driscoll, you know some of these guys that I would watch their production style, and everybody's got a little different process, you know, um, Pino style versus some styles out in L.A. versus some styles in New York. You know, there, there's a lot of different ways of going about getting your product and getting getting a sound. And so uh, I'm, I'm working with a few artists now. I'm really kind of putting my hand at that as well as being an artist. And uh, But you step into a different, it's, it's kind of a different hat, but yet uh, I, I'm finding that, that, that I'm able to really tap into me as an artist in it. You know, so I, I I don't feel like it's that far off of what I'm already doing as an artist because I'm playing on a lot of the things. I'm co-writing on some of it. It's like an extension of a part of me and a big part of them. And, and, and just kind of like it's that circles colliding again. It's um, them getting the the respect from them that they then really want me to help and that's a good feeling when they really want you to help and they and they're asking no no help us write help me write this you know um that's a neat feeling you know and to be able to curate and help that process uh is cool you know and there's been there's been some of the artists that have some of their songs already done and 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 I'm digging them the way they are and and I really don't have a lot to say about it other than where we go production wise you know and I think you just have to you know listen to, to the universe really listen to you know listen to the music and listen to your heart and 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 it tells you as you walk further down this road you you it will tell you if you listen you know where where it's it's asking you to, you to go and that's how i see it as production is just kind of listening 
trying to be very perceptive, trying to understand their their crossroads, where they're at, what they're trying to get out of their heart, because ultimately that's what they're trying to do. If they're if they're really being an artist, they're trying to get something out of them. And that's the kind of people I want to work with that are really wanting to say something. Not for daisies, you know. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't really care to work for people that don't really have something they're trying to say. Yeah, and you the artist you're working with, can you can you mention who yeah, you're working with? Yeah, I got a uh, one artist named Matt McClure and um you can you can look him up on Facebook, Matt McClure Music. Um M C C L U R E is it 2 L's McClure might be two L's. Well, I'll look it up yeah. and I'll, I'll post Matt it on, the, uh, on Jillian, the show Jillian Elizabeth uh, is is another artist. Uh, she's got a really big, strong voice. Um, uh, I mean, I tell you, she's got kind of like that Adele, big voice, strong. But it's kind of like a mix between, I, I think, uh, she's too young to even really even know Madonna stuff, but like some of Madonna... Uh, had a baby with Adele and it's kind of like she's got great potential and just a big heart and, and just really big voice a strong personality but it's a lot of fun um, and then I worked with a band out of Atlanta called Urban Legend uh, some high school guys they're, they're seniors and uh, just very brilliant young guys just ahead of their time. I mean, very awakened uh, in their perspective of, of lyrics and music. And um, it's kind of a, a blend between the Stripes and um, Arctic Monkey. Um, kind of a very edgy, contemporary vibe. Um, you know, and, and, and some of their guitar lines, you know, I really got them to beef them up and get, give me some more distortion. I just really want... You know, it's like these young guys are playing like grown men. It's cool. And, and they're just really digging into their parts. And um, lyrically speaking, I mean, it's just intriguing. You know, some of the, one, of, one of the singles is called Mind Games. And uh, that's going to be the first single to release. I had a meeting with them on the way back from Augusta, Georgia. I stayed through Atlanta and met with them. And... Um, they're they're really you know I just we just had a little meeting of the minds talking about how we're gonna get this this music out and you know I, I said guys it's you know it's I'm looking at you it's up to you guys to push too you know you're gonna have to push this thing you got music you got great music what, what are we doing what's going on you know um, how's the social media looking nobody's doing this for you guys nobody's gonna just do it for you you know I'm like I'm looking at them right now and I'm like if you guys want this art to, to go, it's up to you, you know. So let's talk about what are we doing? What are we going to try to do? Every day, you know, post stuff, do things, you know, towards it. You know, how's the single artwork coming? You know, uh, you know, just, just kind of coaching them. I mean, you know, and we're talking about getting them signed up for their PROs. What's a PRO? You know, and that's the thing, and I'm realizing that too. A lot of young artists. What is a PRO for the listeners? Uh, uh, yeah, for a, a PRO is a um, like BMI, ASCAP, or CSAC, and that is who basically you know governs paying checks for uh, radio airplay for you know um, syncing stuff. They 
you know, they basically kind of govern, they get the payments and then the payments comes to you as a, as an artist writer. So, you know, I mean, it's like if a lot of times, you know, I, I'm, I'm just trying to get the artist that I'm working with to look at, I mean, look at it like this is going to, we're going to make it. We're going to, we're going to make money with this. Our art is going to do something beyond us. And, and, and if you don't treat it like that, it never even has a chance anyway. You can get the, the music there, but if if that side of it is not in order and, and and i mean i know when i was younger i didn't i didn't know what i was doing and that's why so i understand yeah why it's so, good that you're and that's what i try to do with yeah. younger people i'm talking to it's like oh i wish somebody would have told mm-hmm. me this i learned got, it the hard way which is a great way to learn but it's like yeah, damn if maybe somebody would have told yeah, me yeah exactly really. maybe i could have and and, and, and it's not that and maybe you know there might have been people that would tell you but but maybe they didn't follow through yeah. with what because it takes effort to coach and then actually go through some of the processes with the artist, you know. And and, and uh, my parent, I was talking to my dad, and he was like, "Now is that really all, all your job?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it is, because their success is my success, my success is their success." So if I don't help it's a them, circle, man. if yeah. I don't help, I mean, who if they don't do it, well, then they don't have a chance to do anything with their music. Go, oh, we make great music. Cool. Yeah. And then you can't make any more music. Well, let me clock it, out. Yeah. I, I made my certain amount of money for yeah. each track, clocked out, you know. Yeah, I can't work that way either. It's just it's like not there's, me. And if you have that connection with the art and all that, it's you do whatever you can so that art is appreciated and felt. and Yeah. yeah. Outstanding. So it's just a, it's a labor of love, man. Well, that's good, man. Speaking of labor of love, let's uh, we'll set up and have you play a yeah. song or two, and we'll see how that works out. But Ben, thanks. It's been an amazing conversation. I I'm totally you, blessed man. to be sitting here with you, and uh, I appreciate feel the, same, the time. I feel the same way, man. It's good. Happy birthday, man. We're close January to 2nd, it. Second, right? <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you.
found was a rosary beat, some broken glass and a lot of hair. Church bells ring while walking in the street with a crucifix and a drink in my hand. My good wife, you forsaken me, washed my soul in these muddy waters, set me free. Yeah. Break these chains that keep me bound to the past.